0: Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, and joining me this week, surprise, it's Tyler. Hey, what's up?
1: What's happening?
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't even ask you if my mic was screwing up or anything, so this, I mean. I no, you sound good. Okay, all right. I just don't want to do a whole uh, whole podcast deep voice, because that would be uh, <laughs> that would be concerning for everyone who listens to yeah. the show. Uh,
1: yeah. Although I uh, I wish everyone could hear it. Yeah, ma- it's just it's just amazing. Yeah,
0: I wish. <laughs> you know, the thing is I would I would totally be okay with it if I was um if I could control it, if I could turn it off and on. And there are ways I could do that. I could Yeah, I could set up like a virtual interface and put 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 certain modulators on there and just, you know, do do things with my voice, but I just don't... I haven't done the work for that yet. Yeah. Um, but that is something I'm looking into, because you all deserve the glorious chance to... the, the chance to hear <laughs> the gloriousness of my voice, but like five or six octaves deeper, and, uh... <laughs> just, yeah, it's great. Just awesome. Um, but yeah, it's... It's been another week of, uh, of of stuff. We're recording this a day early so we could watch some uh, some racing on, during our normal recording time. Uh, I know we're all excited for racing to
1: return. Yeah, we got that Daytona 500. Oh yeah. Hope it doesn't rain because mm. it's in Florida where oh, it yeah. just rains all the time. Yeah, sometimes I forget but, that NASCAR
0: yeah. doesn't race in the rain. Unless it's the road course, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, an oval in the rain is probably
1: not a good idea. <laughs> no. Especially one like this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was watching a lot of the events they had this week. Like, they did a, just a short race at the road course. Um, like a shootout sort of thing, which was fun to watch. They were wrecking at the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, And then they so they always have their duels. Basically, they do qualifying, which I thought they weren't doing qualifying, but they ended up doing it. Uh, They qualify, and then they do these dual races, where like if you qualified on the inside lane, those cars all race each other, Mm. and then the outside lane races. And it's it's a chance to advance your position, and then it's a chance for some drivers to race their way into the Daytona 500. Um, but the risk of that is you can fucking wreck your car that you've spent all off season building towards the biggest race. Um, and the first race was calm and and fine. Then it rained for like two hours. Then they got back to racing at like, I don't know, almost midnight Uh (laughs) and, man, I don't know, a midnight fucking stock car race is really exciting, They and they fucking wrecked each other. Yeah, <laughs> It was like, I was like, oh man, that's gotta suck, but it was fun. Yeah, I'm just glad, glad some racing's back. Yeah,
0: it should be an exciting race. I I bought myself a Daytona 500 steak that I'm gonna cook up for <laughs> for, for the race I got, I, yeah I got steak and a, and a potato yeah nice <laughs> that, that's nice. going to be there you go. a very basic meal for me and I'm mm-hmm. very happy about that
1: yeah I'm going to make me some jalapeno popper dip Ooh. oh shit so good alright so yeah and uh, i sure you saw F1's going to return to Portugal
0: yes yes Portimao is, is back
1: yeah that was one of the more entertaining races, I think. Yes, it was. So.
0: And yeah. A lot of things coming back. This is uh, a, lot, a lot of racing. I, I I, I was missing it for the past couple yeah. of months. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm, I'm me too. I'm glad it's coming
1: back. Um, yeah. Did you, uh, you watch any of the Super Bowl? Did you get a chance to do that?
0: Oh, yeah. I had it on in the background. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't much of a game.
1: No, it really wasn't. That was a what a wet like a fucking just wet fart at the end of the season. Yeah, it was pretty much <laughs> yeah, Patrick
0: Mahomes trying to run away from everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for that dude because it was literally every time they snapped the ball, he was just running for his life.
0: Yeah, and like uh, the thing which is... Has to suck. he still managed to throw the ball pretty well and then his receivers just kept dropping. Like yep. he I I remember one pretty clearly where he just hit a guy right in his fucking face mask.
1: (laughs) Yep, he did. He did on the run, and there was that one play where he was, like, halfway getting tackled and and threw it still, like, 30 yards down. He was, like, right on target, and and the receiver just dropped it. It's like, dude, (laughs) Uh, guys are failing this guy.
0: And I guess it's pretty clear that uh, Tampa Bay had a pretty good team, and all they needed was a quarterback. (laughs)
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, they needed a quarterback that wasn't going to throw 30 interceptions or whatever the fuck yeah. Jameis Winston threw last year. So, yeah. Uh, oh, well. God,
0: is Tom Brady's going to win more than one with Tampa Bay, isn't he? Oh, I
1: fucking – I have a feeling in my balls it's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. All right. God damn. All right. <laughs>
0: I guess yeah all right well (laughs) that's enough of that um we we don't need to delve too much into the bad news going on in sports (laughs) uh but yeah video games is what this podcast is normally about um and with racing coming back i'm i'm very tempted to get back into some racing games but (laughs) i'm gonna have to resist i have too much other shit to play tyler what about you
1: uh, yeah, same same here. Um, so, yeah, all I played is... is uh, well, there's one other thing. And then we played some Apex, which we can talk about then. But um, Once again, all I played was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I think I'm very close right now. Um, I've pretty much finished up the map. I'm f- doing a quest that feels like it could be very much towards the end of this game. I don't fucking know. Um but I'm getting there. I, I really hope that when we record next week I'm I'm done with the Science Creed Valhalla, so but nothing nothing too uh too exciting to uh, report on that front. Nothing nothing has really happened. Okay. Right. Otherwise, I hope um, I hope you're done by next week as well. <laughs> dude, me too. Me too. I've been playing this game for like four months and I just I can't take it anymore. Um <laughs> then I just said fuck it and I completely reinstalled Modern Warfare. So, oh, I had to right. uninstall Warzone and then redownload everything, which was like 126 gigs or whatever. But, you know, I wanted the ability to still play Modern Warfare and Warzone. Um so, had that installed and uh like right before this podcast, I was just I played like Two, two, three matches. Played three matches. And um, that game's still really fucking good. Um, My very first match back, I went 21-7. and And I was like, hell yeah. Uh, And then the next two, I did not do that good. Mm -hmm. Um, I did okay. I I was like breaking even KD ratio-wise or whatever. But um, it was just, yeah, that game's just phenomenal. And I guess they have completely redone the progression system because um, I think they unified it, I guess, across Modern Warfare, Cold War, and Warzone. Yes. And I guess that kind of reset a lot of things, so, like, I'm back to, like, level one. Not not just for the season, but, like, just overall level one. Um, so, I don't, I don't really give a fuck anyways, but, uh, like, all the unlocks and stuff is still there. Um, and it didn't re- reset, like, weapon progression, just... Guess your your account progression or whatever, but yeah. I think it's probably smart to unify that across all three games. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm excited for when we get back to playing this game. Oh yeah, all right. hopefully as soon. <laughs> all right.
0: Um. What What else do we? Uh, oh yeah, we played some Apex. I guess we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I played some more Fuse. I think Fuse mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Uh, I I really like how he can launch, like, a he stacks grenades, which is great. I love being able to have a shit ton of grenades just to hurl at a team, and also he can just launch them further, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I find his abilities to be like, uh, it's very obvious what you use them for. Um, and it's like it's, it's very straightforward how you play that character, but. I, I I like him. He's he's a funny Australian dude. So yeah, I mean that's a genre of character I enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he seems seems cool. I I did unlock him, but I have not played. I got just enough uh, Apex points or whatever the fuck they're called to unlock a new character right when we finished playing last week. So I'm I'm excited to give him a shot. Seems cool, and I do I did like hearing a lot of his. Is a uh, dialogue when we were playing. Yes. Um, New Kings Canyon is uh, is cool. Yeah, uh, I, I mean I, ma- I, the map's always neat.
0: Yeah, they. I, I like the uh, areas they've changed because I feel like some of the parts they changed are like areas that nobody really goes. Like yeah, and, and that that's a good way to like make other areas of the map interesting. Um, R I P Skull Town. I mean, it's been a long time, but yeah, just having that huge golf at the map where Skulltown used to be is uh, a little depressing. I I have good memories Mm -hmm. of Skulltown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I liked Skulltown a lot. Uh,
0: But yeah, I I, I also enjoy that map a lot. Uh, They also have, like, Apex has been out for two years now. So they're doing their anniversary event right now. um, Which has has a ton of uh, cool unlock skins and all that kind of stuff uh but yeah i i think uh i think apex is is still is still one of my favorite shooters maybe maybe my favorite shooter i don't know
1: yeah it's i mean it feels fucking good to play it's it's a great game i can't believe it's been two years already holy shit
0: yeah Two years, and EA hasn't really put their hands in there to muck it up too much. (laughs) Yeah,
1: which is kind of shocking, honestly. All right.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, I have continued to play football manager as well. Um, Did I... I forget. Last week, did I talk about finishing a season?
1: I think so. I think you were talking about how you were... Maybe not, but you were talking about how you were... Your season was going pretty well, though. You oh,
0: okay. All so. right. Um, that gives me a pretty clear picture of where I left off then, because since <laughs> then... Well, let's just say I played the rest of that season, and um, there was a mid-season break for about, like, two months. And on the other side of that break, things did not go nearly as well as they did before the break. And... Um, yeah, I dropped a lot of points, um, and yeah, I ended up finishing third instead of first, which was the goal. Oh. Oh, and uh, the board was not too pleased.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. um, man, they did not fire me. However, I am on very thin ice, and I'm I I played through the preseason, and I'm just about to start uh, the next season. Um, did. Did some preseason matches. I had some uh, domestic cup uh, matches. So like you have like your regular season, and then there's also a tournament that's happening during the season as well to earn additional trophies. Uh, so yeah, I I won out all my group stage matches there, and like before every single match, uh, there was a news story saying that I might be fired if I don't win the match. So I no, won. No. So I won every single group stage match. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I am under considerable pressure to perform perform this season. So, wow,
1: that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not cool that you might get fired, but cool that the game can kind of create that uh, pressure. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous though because like. It was very close for the championship last season for, for the league championship. I like so I, I'm not sure if you're you're like aware of like how soccer works for 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 like league table standings, but it's like three points for a win and one point for a draw. No points if you lose. Okay. So like the the ending standings was like two teams at the top with, like, 61 points. And then I was at 58 points. So, like, I was a win away from being in that top group there, but I wouldn't have won it on... because when it's tied, it goes on goal differential. Mm -hmm. So, I, I wouldn't have won it if I tied them all, but, like, I was, like... It was a very tight race at the end there, so... Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure... I'm not sure why the board is so mad at me, but, you know, I guess I... I guess I just got to do better.
1: <laughs> Can you look back of like and kind of just know where you went wrong maybe oh. or like a move that could have got you the win or something like that?
0: I mean, it's pretty clear that like So the mid-season break was um to account for an international competition where teams went out and played for their countries in a tournament. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, they were all very tired. And since, like, they're playing for their countries, they're also very good players, and it, they were, like, my star players. So they came back very tired from that competition. And I just did not have enough depth to rotate. And, yeah, it hurt. Gotcha. Man. Um, yeah, and then, like, the off season came, and uh, my my goalkeeper, who, like is potentially going to be the star goalkeeper for Sweden. Got got uh, tr- stolen away from me. Well, not stolen. They paid $3.1 million for him, but I've had to restructure around a new goalkeeper um, some aging players that I need to rotate out of the squad and find backups for for when they retire. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. I feel like I've made some good signings. I feel like I have good squad depth for this season. Um, <laughs> I still have some money to spend though. So, we'll see.
1: Well, uh, well that's awesome.
0: Yeah. That that that's going to be uh, a lot of a lot of time. I've dumped a lot of fucking time in this game. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> uh, like man. just uh oh man. Thursday night uh, knowing I had to work Friday I, I mean I just sat there Thursday night and I was like it was midnight alright and like that's, that's a normal time where I'm like alright I've showered I've, I've had dinner and I can sit down and go do something and I was like alright maybe I can play some football manager and then when I was done it was like 4 in the morning and, holy uh, shit yeah I still had to do laundry and I don't know I should have done laundry while I was playing, but I wasn't thinking about that because I was trying to find the right players to bring into the squad, and yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. didn't work so well. I played like 20 hours between last week and now. Oh god! God damn! <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Um, shit. I also yeah. There's another thing that went wrong during that season as well. <sighs> Do you, do you want me to get into it, or do you want to move sure. on? Sure. No, go no, for it. So, I had developed a playing style with my squad that heavily involved being patient and controlling possession. And other teams caught on to it, and they started pressing me high up the pitch. It's, it, the tactic is called the Geggen Press, where they try to win the ball at, as high up, the, high up as they can and just have a direct kind of counterattack right as soon as they win the ball. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a proper tactic to counter that. And so part of that mid-season dip in form was me trying to develop a separate tactic to face teams that tried to do that to me. And um, it didn't work. But the promising thing is, though, with this off-season, I've been able to develop that tactic. And within a few, like, a few friendlies and a few of those cup competitions, I found that the new tactic I have uh, come up with actually is pretty effective against that press. So now I have two viable tactics based on situations. So yeah. Hmm, I I go. think I am prepared to win the league. Um so yeah, I'm 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 excited to move forward with that. So yeah, that that's basically been my week is Apex and football manager. <laughs> uh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I I meant to play hitman, but those things just occupied my time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's video games. Um, I guess we have news. Uh, some of it, I, I feel, some of the news this week, I, I feel like is just, I don't know, shit that, that just, I don't know, things that are just begging to be talked about, even though I don't necessarily feel excited about what they're, the, the things themselves. Um, mm. but... We do have NPD numbers to start off with here, and that, that traditionally we do start off with those numbers. We have January's NPD numbers. Let's, let's let's take a look here. What are the best-selling games of January? I don't know. What 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 possibly could be topping the charts?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe a little indie game.
0: Yes, from uh, you know. independent uh, publisher. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, t- do we not have the proper list this time here?
1: It looks like there's an image. Oh, okay. Then if you, you scroll down, down, down. here,
0: Okay. The, an image that I click on that links to a fucking tweet. I don't want to look at a fucking tweet. All right, here we go. I'll start us off at number 20. Goddamn. UFC 4. Uh, 19. Hm. Super Mario Party. 18. Cyberpunk 2077. 17. Minecraft PS4 Edition. 16 Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 15 Just Dance 2021 14 MK11 13 Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, 12 FIFA 21 and at number 11 Super Mario
1: 3D All-Stars at number 10 NBA 2K21 9 Smash Brothers Ultimate 8, Call of Duty Modem Warfare. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that looks I wonder like if it says a font. modem. That must be a font. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, number 7, Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, 6, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 5, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 4, Madden 21. 3, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And number 1 is Black Ops Cold War. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently one of the top 20 best-selling video games of all time in the United States. Could have fooled me. Ah. Fucking crazy.
0: Um, well, Modem Warfare is the, is the better version of cyber, Cyberpunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, To be honest with you, I'm shocked Cyberpunk is still on this list. Yeah. considering that it can't even be bought on a PlayStation store, how much bad press it's got, all that stuff. And I'm digital sales just shocked. So those
0: are all physical... Yeah. People are physic buying physical copies of Cyberpunk 2077, Oof. presumably for console, because who buys physical discs for PC anymore? Yeah. Um, knowing and that that game the- is trash on the yeah, console Yeah,
1: physical... Yeah, it's only physical versions for PS4 and Xbox One, so... Ah, yeah. Not not good there. Um, I'm kind of shocked to see Assassin's Creed at number two, but, mm. you know, people, people seem to like this game, um, even though I'm very mixed on it.
0: Well, Tyler, um, people bought that Marvel's Avengers. Does anything
1: surprise you? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But otherwise, I feel like this list is pretty standard, but apparently January broke some fucking records yet again in video game spending. Four point seven billion dollars, forty-two percent higher than a year ago. Hardware was up one hundred forty-four percent. Not, not shocking. You know, there's new consoles out, um, but man, holy smokes! A lot of, a lot of, a um, lot of money being made in video games right now. Yeah, a lot of people
0: stuck at home want to play video games. I also want to play yeah. video games. I also want one of those new consoles. I'm going to tell you, Tyler, it doesn't feel too good
1: to want and not be able to get. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, it just, yeah, it sucks. Cause it's going to be hard to get them for a long time. You just, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just sucks. Mm. I mean, unless you can be just like glued to the fucking internet at all times, in, in, in watching Wario 64 at all times. Yes, you know, just being like, and he's like, "Oh, here they are," and you're like, "Oh, cool." And I was able to put it in my cart in four seconds before the bots got him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, can't even check out. Goddamn. But uh, I like. I, I was thinking about. I mean, like, I love my PS Five. You're not really missing out on anything right now, though. Uh, Because there's not really exclusive games on or anything. I mean, of course, playing these games on a PS5 is a lot better than on a PS4. But, you know, it's still like... Like, if you can't get one for two, three, four more months or whatever, I mean, you're still fine. Uh, Well,
0: the thing is, in I was going to save this for later, but in four months I will want that yeah. really fucking badly, know, because Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, is launching in June! Yeah. Ah, uh, June 11th, this new Ratchet and Clank. I need a Playstation 5 by then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can totally see what you're saying. Because <laughs> uh. this is like the big one, you know, I mean... Yeah, Returnal and Demon Souls are, are exclusive to the console, but this is, like, the big one. Like, um,
0: the the series, like, one of the series I fucking grew up with and fucking loved, mm-hmm. and I have, like, I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever disliked a Ratchet and Clank game. No, I, I don't think I have either. And, for the most part, I have liked to loved all Ratchet and Clank games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I really want to fucking play the new one, but if it's it is exclusive to the PlayStation 5 and you know, I I don't begrudge that. Like it looks like they have good reason to have this be a, a, a next or well, a PlayStation 5 exclusive, like th- there are reasons for that. But also, I really I don't have a PlayStation 5 and it fucking stresses me the fuck out that I might not be able to play this game when it launches.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean hopefully fucking you know it just gets better in terms of being able to find a PS5. I'm worried as that this year goes on, but you know, what we've read recently sounds like it might not even be till the back half and some some people are even saying even holiday 2021 will still be affected by the shortages of of semiconductors and chips and all that stuff right now. It's so Yeah, it's, it's it is a bummer. It is a total bummer.
0: Yeah, I'm worried that this is the thing that makes me cave and pay $1,000 for a PlayStation
1: 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully you don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm so stoked. I think June is a fucking great time for this game. Um, you know, we talked about it last week getting some more dates for things, but man, from the end of April... To into June now, it's just going to be really exciting with new games. Yeah, if things don't get um, delayed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And there's there's two things with this, or three, kind of. One, I fucking love the box art. I think it's oh, it's so good. Uh, Ratchet's always had great great box art, but this one's just one of my favorites. I think for the franchise. Um. Two. The, I guess if you pre-order, you can get the Carbonox armor from going commando and oh my god does that look good (laughs) like hd uh the screenshots they put out i'm like oh my god i cannot cannot wait for that and um i totally forgot the third one (laughs) Mm -hmm. is left left my mind but man yeah i'm I'm really really stoked for this oh oh i i remember what it is now uh you know, of course, they could have got pushback. Maybe it was supposed to come out a little earlier. But, man, Sony is really stretching the definition of launch window with this title. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah, like, when you say launch window, I'm like, okay, within the first, uh, let's say, four months. And, you know, this is going to be uh, just about, like, seven and a half months after, seven, eight months, whatever, after the console launch. So, yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I'm... It doesn't matter at the end of the day.
0: Maybe Um, launch window means when uh, consoles are on the shelves for... uh, Well, actually even on shelves. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. Well, from our... Well, my most anticipated game to uh, what the fuck are they even doing? There's a game... That, well, it had existed in some form. Six days in Fallujah. uh, Basically, what I'm going... Tyler, stop me if I'm going too far. What I'm going to say is this is just uh, DOD propaganda in a video game form. uh, That they're reviving because recruitment numbers are down.
1: I mean... That's, of course, skepticism. (laughs) (laughs) You know but you never know.
0: Well, you uh, th- there is a um there's a case to be made like in some of the uh the state media statements that they have put out for this I, I wish I could find it here. Um there are some signifiers that this is directly in uh in collusion with uh the DOD and the Department of Homeland Security uh because uh they unlike literally anyone else who does like media or pr they capitalize the word soldier which is a thing that the D- the department of homeland security has tried to force people to do and they're the only ones who do it and that's in the copy that went out for some some uh media statement so yeah there is evidence that this is there is cooperation between the, the government and uh this game and uh, yeah so the thing about this 6 days in fallujah it's a game about the iraq war uh, a war that um fucking sucked <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. sucked that we went and did what we did um and uh yeah i i don't know why anyone would be interested in replaying the uh the horrible things we've done So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, this is, it's interesting that it's coming back because obviously it was going to happen Like 2009, got canned, um, and it's supposed to come out on new consoles and everything this year, but it's, ah, it's just such a touchy subject um, because, yeah, the, the Iraq war was not something that Needed to happen at all, and it's uh, and it's quite sad that it did. And there's also you read some things of like some pretty bad shit that happened, especially during this battle of Fallujah. And I think where it gets just a little you know, it weird is you know, they're going to try to make this super serious and all that, but it's a video game. And then you're going to try to make it fun, make the shooting feel good. Yes, the shooting. With it's subject matter, it, it just God. it just seems like a mix of some things that are a little bit at odds with each other, to me. And I don't know.
0: Yeah i I don't particularly um, want this game like want this kind of uh, project to. Exist Like, I feel like something like this, something with, like, a war so recent as the Iraq War, like, it. what does it serve other than as propaganda for the United States military? Like, I don't think many people are that interested in diving into the Iraq War conf- conflict in a video game form. Like, it doesn't, that doesn't seem to be something that a lot of people at least know. Not people that I, I know are, are very interested in, um, because that is a very, um, very painful thing to, to look back on. And if you actually just, like, look at what, like, why that war happened, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, consider, mm-hmm. like, you fucking consider the 9-11 terrorists did not come from Iraq. They came from fucking Saudi Arabia, but we can't mm-hmm. we can't make Saudi Arabia the evil ones because they're the ones with the oil. So we exactly. go after someone else. We we just make someone else a scapegoat and then fucking go there, shoot a bunch of civilians and uh, fucking go home and pat ourselves on the back. It's it's fuck. It's it's fucked up what happened there. Um, and like we fucking villainize a lot of countries in the Middle East even though we're the we're the reason we are the reason they fucking hate us because of the shit they we fucking done to them, uh, yeah. and like to fucking have a video game where you play as an American soldier doing those things, and then presumably, I mean, if this is is going to be DOD propaganda, presumably you're playing as the hero of those conflicts, like I. If that's what what ends up coming out, like, this is a fucking disgusting project that I don't think should exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, it's a really risky project. In every way. <laughs> and then we'll see. We'll see how it turns out, I guess. It's not something I think I'm going to pick up. No, no. Um, and I'm going to be very skeptical of a lot, like,
0: if we start seeing names in the press praising this game from people that we've never really even heard of in games press, I'm going to be very skeptical about this just being a fucking propaganda machine.
1: Yeah, who, Yeah, it could be, and, and who knows, yeah, it all kind of depends on how it, how it turns out. And, and but it's it's just like I said I just think there's a lot of things kind of going at odds uh, with it I mean the developer did come out and say that th- they insisted that the game is not a US Army recruiting tool um, they did come out and say that you know that's not what they're trying to do they, they talked with a lot of different marines and Apparently, Iraqi civilians and stuff too, which I think's kind of weird. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know whether do you believe them or not.
0: I find it very hard to believe them. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like the the like it's already like known that the DOD like consultants for video games are there to make sure that uh, video games do not cast uh, the United States as the villains. It, so mm-hmm. much, and like I, I find it very hard. Like they're they're going to be working in co- cooperation with, with someone inside. It's, I, I don't care what they say. Like that, it, it, the content yeah. of the game will fucking bear that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we've even seen that in, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, they they totally changed. Right? Was it Modern Warfare?
0: Yeah, they changed the the yeah. Highway of Death to be a Russian right. war yeah. crime rather than the very real American war crime.
1: Yes, exactly. We see that stuff all the time, which is, you know, it's it's fucked up. Yeah. We don't want to. We we don't like Americans. Don't like to admit when they're wrong. <laughs> just look at our government. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I mean, you can just look at. I mean. A lot of Americans don't like to admit when they're wrong, including the ESA yeah. uh, uh, they're going well they're going to try to do e3 as a digital event this year they have they have admitted that they cannot do a physical show but also they're still going to charge money for people to present at e3 their digital yeah. show. Yep. They're gonna charge probably too much money for people who The thing is, they're charging so much money that uh people who could afford it are like are gonna be like, hey, we with that money we could just do our own thing. Or if the if they would benefit from this, like they can't fucking afford it. Like I, I feel yeah. like Uh We'll see what E three is this year, but I'm not excited until like there's proof that it's not going like there's actually going to be shit there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, we've heard that you know, just to present there whatever is in the six figures, which is fucking ridiculous. And you're gonna and if they're not changing those prices for a digital showcase, mhm that's ridiculous. And then it's. I also just think it's weird that the the publishers that would probably present uh, in a showcase are already paying the ESA to be in the fucking ESA, yeah, or be a part of it and all that stuff and have the ESA work for them. And so it's it's just weird how how all that works. And I think we've seen over the past couple years, and then certainly last year, that these companies really don't need E three. They don't need to be associated with it. I mean, just look at how successful so many of uh, these companies got their message out uh, about their games or promoted them. And it's like, why would you spend that money to get into an E3 showcase when you could just put that money into marketing down the road when you want people to buy the game? And it just doesn't... I don't know, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I love D three. I think it's fucking great. I think the fact that you're consolidate that it consolidated so much of what we saw over the summer that, that sometimes fell a little flat is exciting, but these companies they, they just kind of don't need it anymore. It's I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean Yeah, the the ESA okay. has to have like realistic expectations of like who they can get to come and for what like what what it's going to cost other people because you can't just because for the most part, a lot of the people who are like a lot of the publishers who would have the biggest presentations at E three don't need E three. And the people yeah. who need E three, the the developers who need E three, like yeah, they, they can't afford it, and, like, I, I'm not sure, like, what what they're thinking is, but they, they need to make it a more open thing. They, they need to make it more accessible for a lower tier of developer. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying those games are, are any worse, but, like, they don't have the resources, and someone needs to look at it and, like, understand, like... What they're going to actually be able to do with with the people who are, are who still want to be a part of E three,
1: yeah, definitely. They're still operating in the past when um, it's clearly even before the pandemic. Everything started has started to come around to to bite them. You know, E three has become less and less important, um, and. Yeah, if they're not going to change, then what's, you know, it's just not going to work. And I think it's just stupid. Like, the ESA is also planning to make it possible to allow partner companies to remotely stream playable game demos to media across thousands of scheduled meetings uh, alongside one-on-one assistance from developers. And it's like, I don't know. Like, we these companies have already proven that they could still get some hands-on coverage somehow you know why why do these companies especially the larger ones need the ESA <laughs> to do this they don't it's the internet they think they can do whatever the fuck they want it's yeah it's going to be really interesting to see if E3 2021 still happens
0: i i think it's going to happen and how much
1: support yeah i guess yeah i, I i'm yeah I'm, I'm with you there i guess how much support it has is probably the more interesting aspect of it because, like, I don't... I would be shocked if Sony participated in this. We saw their PlayStation 5 events did unbelievable numbers on their own. So, why why would they participate in this? It's in pay to do that. It's, it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Ah, <sighs> alright. Well, uh, we can keep the bad news coming. Uh... <laughs> well <laughs> yeah bad news uh so c d. Projekt red got hacked uh with some ransomware a very funny statement in notepad that they decided to tweet out um and apparently like they were threatening to uh to sell source code and apparently they've done that they've sold source code for cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and the Witcher three and yeah that that's all happened. I mean what what's anyone going to do with that? Yeah. Here you can't really use it. But no. like ugh, come on. What I mean, it sucks that it got hacked. It's it's very funny that the company that made Cyberpunk 2077 is a victim of cybercrime. Um I I th- I find that ironic and uh, a little bit a little bit funny to me um but also like what who's really even going to get hurt here
1: yeah because it's not like any other other developer could really use it without there being any legal consequences um and yeah i mean (laughs) it does suck though that they got hacked and you know this isn't you know what get hacked and have this stuff get out there and anything and all that and apparently like you know uh personal developer information, all sorts of stuff has kind of been breached too, which um you know, you don't want any of that to happen. So that, that sucks. And the hits per CD Project Red just keep on coming. Yeah. Which yeah I this mean- one's one that I don't think should you know, they, they shouldn't be hacked
0: here. There, just... There's a cynical conspiracy theorist out there who is going to say that this was an inside job to keep CD Projekt Red in the news. But I, I don't <laughs> think that's the case. I just think
1: that's a no. funny theory. Yeah. Um, because it seems like yeah, there's I mean, is shit
0: a... coming from them every goddamn week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This isn't something you want in the news. No. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> you could maybe say part of some of the, a lot of the shit that they have received has been part of their their own doing um but i think if this was also any other company i mean it just sucks to get your shit hacked like this
0: yeah yeah it it sucks i i feel worse about like the uh, the personal data like the i believe there were like hr files and like accounting stuff yeah, uh, that That's the kind of stuff... That's the line between uh, this is a funny crime and this is a serious crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Alright, Tyler. Last week, we ended the show by asking, where's Anthem? I'm not sure if you remember that. I, we, I do. We, li- we literally asked, what's up with Anthem? Yeah. And it turns out they're trying to figure out what's up with anthem because according to a report from bloomberg uh they're evaluating whether or not they should continue to do the anthem next or abandon it completely uh and yeah i'm not sure what what data they're collecting that they don't already have it's probably been like months before months since anyone has actually logged into anthem (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm not sure what what they're doing here
1: because they should they
0: should already know whether or not they should go forward with this
1: yeah i would think they would already know too and i guess they just need to look at you know here's everything that we're thinking of doing with this game and to take it to the next level and is this worth it or not because you know a small team at Bioware has been working on this and that team will have to grow if they want to to uh, move forward with this so and then also Christian Daly who was running it at Bioware Austin has left as well so ah, just kill it Mm. that's my vote
0: Mm, okay (laughs) alright (laughs)
1: I think you... I I don't know. I think you just kill it and move on. And the thing is, if
0: you kill it, that opens them up to make either a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect into this game's as a service. I feel like that's the risk. Like You kill this, but then you risk something else to go after the same kind of model of game.
1: Yeah. Which would be a total bummer if if, uh, Dragon Age or the next Mass Effect turn into one of these mm-hmm. we don't want that at all so I, I do I do see that and EA of course very much would like to have games like that but they dropped the ball with this one uh, I mean a lot on Bioware uh, as well but I don't know I just think anthem's like such a tainted name that I'd name it's that gonna be hard remember, to fix they
0: came up with like the day of the presentation
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it, exactly. So yeah, it's it's just going to be really hard to fix this, I think, and you know, No Man's Sky was a great turnaround, but BioWare has such a bigger target on their back with this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it would just it just would take a lot of resources to dump into this will it be successful, who knows? Because if you don't nail it again, or you don't have that content pipeline lined up to keep players engaged, you don't have that end game right. You know, just one of those things could be off, and and then it's just fucking done. It's over again. You know, it's it's just really hard with these uh, live service games. You gotta fucking nail it from the start, and they're just not. So I I, I vote kill. If I was on that. Uh, executive team that's apparently reviewing this that would be my vote okay move on All right. <laughs>
0: ah okay what else do we have here um oh I guess we can talk about Crash Bandicoot uh the Crash 4 is coming to the new consoles this year um what is that date? March. March? March.
1: Yep. March 12th. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you'll be able to play that on your PlayStation 5, uh, I, I guess. I mean, how much better can Crash look?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it already looks pretty good, already felt really good, but of course this will now be in 4K60, and so I'm sure the platforming there will feel pretty darn good, Um which is great. Um, I already thought the loading times were were good as well so, um, so just making them faster I mean it seems like it's just going to be I guess the more def- definitive way to play this game if you can um, they will be uh, adding some features to the dual senses adaptive triggers uh, on the PS5 version so that's cool and then I'm pretty sure you get to upgrade for free if you already have the PS4 version.
0: Oh, okay. Which is
1: nice. Very unActivision sort of mood move, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. I, I I don't think I'll jump back into this. I really like Crash 4, but I just don't think at the time. But if you have not played it, this is this is going to be great.
0: Now, Tyler, before we get to the various TV and movie news you've decided to put in here, even though this isn't a podcast about TV or movies, (laughs)
1: I'm I'm joking, I know why you put them in here. Uh, Let's
0: get these last two out of the way. Uh, Ubisoft apparently is changing strategy. Uh, They're moving away from reliance on AAA releases, which makes me wonder, like, what the fuck is Ubisoft without their AAA games?
1: Yeah, it's weird because Ubisoft is such a triple-A company. Like, you know, that's pretty much all they put okay. out.
0: Well, the thing is, if this gets me Child of Light
1: 2, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what it means, though, is that, and they talked about it here, they want to do more free-to-play and live service mm. type of games. And they want less of them, and they want those games to have a tail to them and keep players engaged and constantly spending. Oh, so um, they
0: finally, finally want to collapse in the UB, so, the UB universe, uh, the UB verse and just, you know, combine all of their franchises into one game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they might as well, might as well. Um, Yeah. And I also think it's kind of weird that over the next fiscal year, pretty much they only have three AAA games that they're going to release one mm-hmm. of them Far Cry 6 so what are the other ones that um, just seems kind of like a low number for Ubisoft they usually have a lot more but but you know I guess if they're trying to move away from releasing so many a year and just supporting the games and the player bases that they already have because guess that makes sense but I also think this is kind of a weird thing for Ubisoft to say because I feel like they have done a pretty solid job with a lot of these games that they release in supporting them. Um, but maybe they want to change I mean compared to some other publishers but maybe they want to change how they're doing it. Because I just feel like just about every Ubisoft game that launches is some sort of live service game. Even something that is a single player RPG like Valhalla has some live service elements to it to where they're always kind of adding some new content in or or events or and stuff like that. It's just kind of kind of what they do. Yeah,
0: yeah it is. Like I I don't really like the closest they've gotten to like well, I guess uh with the the division, they that's their games as a service game. Like they have mm-hmm. that. Um, but for all their other franchises, it seems... It seems like the model they have is working. I, I'm not sure what's what's causing this change.
1: Yeah. Like, it, it's working, but I also feel like they're... They're kind of struggling to get these games out on time. For sure. I mean, they've had to delay, like, almost every fucking game that they've... Announced in eventually they put them out and then they stack them all on top of each other like they did this past holiday season. Yeah, it
0: probably wasn't smart to release Watch Dogs Legion and uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla so close to each other.
1: Yeah, and Immortals and Phoenix Rising. (laughs) So, yeah, it just seems like they're kind of in this really weird fucking spot. And then they have these games that are, that have just been in limbo forever, like Skull and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil 2. They have to change the Rainbow name. Six Quarantine. They have to
0: change that name. Yeah, they they
1: do. They do. I think they, do. they cannot kind of release talk about Rainbow
0: that. Six Quar- Siege Quarantine. Like,
1: yeah, that's... right.
0: Unless you really change what that game is, it it can no longer be a Rainbow Six game if it's called Quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you know, I'd be definitely. I would be interested in an independent game called Quarantine about. It's a visual novel about living through a pandemic. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. But that's not what Ubisoft Damn. makes.
1: No. They do not. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to well, see how they evolve.
0: You'll get your free to play, Brayman. Ugh. It's gonna be an endless oh. runner on your phone.
1: On the phone, yeah. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Alright. See, it does suck, because I feel like games like The Child of Light and Rayman sort of experiences are just kind of gone from Ubisoft. And, you know, they're going to want to... They just... All they give a fuck is about their larger franchises that have more of a tail. So that sort of sucks.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh... You know, Ubisoft might be looking at other successful, long-running franchises. If you can't, if you're, if you want to look at a game that has lasted, just very long. You can do, you can do very. Uh, you can't do much better than GTA Online. I mean, it's GTA Online is is just fucking explosively big. It has lasted so long; people keep playing it. And uh, as of now GTA 5 has sold 100, over 140 million copies and 2020 was uh, like one of their biggest years except for launch year like it's yeah, GTA 5 still strong, we'll never get GTA yeah. 6
1: oh, Jesus fuck <laughs> just insane 140 million copies of this game Um yeah it's just pretty pretty unbelievable gta online keeps crushing it uh 2020 was like their best year yet in terms of player count and making money so plus they're gonna relaunch the game right (laughs) later this year so just crazy um 140 million copies. Compare that to Red Dead Redemption 2 which is apparently up to 36 million copies (laughs) worldwide. Um, Yeah. Borderlands 3 is at 12 million. NBA 2K21 at 8. Making a lot of money over there. But GTA 5, man. I just want to know between GTA 5 and GTA Online how much money has been made on this game. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, just... Period. Like, in the billions, for sure.
0: Yeah, and like, I, I guess, like, to a certain degree, that's kind of why they're allowed to take their time on every, yeah. everything. Like, Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, yeah. even if Red Dead Online never really takes off the same way GTA Online does, I feel like GTA Online just will persist until they get another thing that... That really takes over.
1: Yeah, I mean they could put out a GTA six that has a whole new map and campaign and all that stuff, but just kinda of work that new stuff into GTA Online in some way and just mm-hmm. keep that experience rolling. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think GTA Online is something that will ever ever go away at this point.
0: Yeah, it's kinda of like Minecraft.
1: Yeah, <sighs>
0: definitely except with a lot more killing people and <laughs> drugs and yeah all okay. kinds of good stuff uh mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of all kinds of good stuff um you didn't put any of the good stuff in here when it comes to TV I mean I don't I don't know how I feel about any of this uh where do you want where do you want to start here I mean <laughs>
1: Well, we're a PlayStation show, so we might as well talk about The Last of Us HBO TV series. Okay, this series. is, this is the one
0: that first. I feel least bad about, of all of these.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, just take it away, take it away.
1: Yeah, so Pedro Pascal has been casted to play Joel in, in this uh, show, and um, Bella Ramsey has been cast to play Ellie. So Bella Ramsey was Liana in Game of Thrones, uh, which her character and her performance was just fucking awesome in that show. And uh, Pedro Pascal has been great. He was in Game of Thrones. He's in The Mandalorian, mm. Narcos. Uh, he was probably the best part about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. You know, he's he's just a great fucking actor, and I I feel like. They have nailed this casting. Like this is really good. I can re- I can absolutely see Pedro Pascal playing Joel, and I think he'll be able to pull it off uh, really well. And I can and I'm excited to see more of you know Bella Ramsey and seeing what she can do uh, and seeing her do something different with with uh, Ellie. But yeah, I- I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like these are good choices.
1: Yeah.
0: I I am hesitant to say that I I look forward to seeing a Last of Us TV series though because isn't this one where they're going to pretty much follow the story of the first Last yeah. of Us? Yeah.
1: And, and that's a thing every time I I see like I see this, I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, this is going to be cool." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, HBO's involved. They, you know, they do high-quality content, and they'll put the money into it." But then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're remaking a the game. Yeah, you, you kind of already <laughs> so, know what this is. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of people still out there that have not played The Last of Us and will not play The Last of Us. Yeah, and So I think- experiencing that story could be cool, but, you know, yeah. I guess maybe we're just not the target audience for it, for sure.
0: Yeah, also, I feel like there's also a lot of room for, uh, for interpretation as well. Like, there... Yes, The Last mm-hmm. of Us has its story, but there are definitely moments they don't show in the game. Like, there, there's yeah, definitely right. a lot of time they don't show, like, it, it, that they have to play around with for the TV show. Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially, yeah, you, you are right, like, going from the different seasons and stuff, there's definitely time that passed in between a lot of those that uh, that they could definitely build that out more. Also, just think, Craig Mazin, being the uh, executive producer, lead writer, and everything too, uh, I think he he is a great choice for this as well. Uh, Chernobyl is one of the best limited series I think I've ever seen, and so I think I think he'll he's the right guy for this as well. Right. But on the movie front so we talked about the borderlands yeah, i movie. thought we
0: had agreed to something yeah, yeah
1: we did but i saw especially the second one and i'm like oh my god we have to talk about this um so we talked about um kate blanchett's in it kevin hart got casted to play roland uh let's start here first jamie lee curtis is going to play dr tannis um I like Jamie Lee Curtis a lot and Jack Black will voice Claptrap. Great. Just Oh man. <laughs> you know, you know who
0: I would have cast as Claptrap? Who? Stevo.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> because that's the level of annoying annoyance that I get from Claptrap. Uh <laughs> oh, You know what? Sasha Baron Cohen would do a better <laughs> claptrap. <Yeah. laughs> what if claptrap oh, was just man. Sasha
1: Baron Cohen? That would be much more tolerable. Yeah, yeah that, he, he, that would be funny. Uh, but uh once again, with you know, when they casted Kevin Hart, it's like, yeah, you know what this movie's going to be, and now that they're casting Jack Black, you know exactly what the tone of this movie is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be dumb um, as hell. It is absolutely going to be dumb as hell. And I'm kind of way more excited for it. I'm not saying it's gonna be good, yeah, I won't but go to I, a I want to board, see it,
0: but you know if it goes straight to video i you know I might stream that shit,
1: <laughs> yeah, I would stream it absolutely yeah we'll see uh and then the last thing we've talked about g four coming back uh x plays Adam Sandler and attack of the show is Kevin Pereira is. They are going to be returning to G four.
0: Eh, we don't need these old people anymore.
1: Yeah, you, you get some new talent in there.
0: Yeah, I feel like I. I mean, especially I. I take issue with Adam Sessler. Like, uh, I'm not sure you. You probably aren't aware of this, but Adam Sessler has kind of revealed himself to not be a great person. Over the no, past couple I, of I years.
1: I do remember seeing some things and it kinda of bumped me out because before learning those things I really liked him. Yeah. I thought he was cool and entertaining and all that. So yeah, it kind of kinda of bumps me out. I kinda of bummed me out when I saw this. Yeah. That he was returning uh back to X play, you know, I think it would have been cool to get some other people newer people in there. Um so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure who this is for if you're going to just bring back the old old people again because mm-hmm. apparently Olivia Munn is in talks to come back as well uh, won't right. we? and like okay y- this will play to a very specific small group of people who used to wa- watch that show I'm not sure this yes. works going forward yeah I don't know yeah, and like I, I don't know, I they had their run. Adam Sessler, Kevin Pereira, they had their run doing TV. They've had their run on G four. Like it's, I, I don't know what you, what you need. To, what do you need to know? Like beyond that, they were there, and like they did their job. And then G four kind of like stopped doing video game stuff, and now you're, they, when they start doing video game stuff, you're going to bring back the guys who were there when it ended. Like, yeah. come on. I don't know. I, I, like, personally, I mean, I know I know my circles and I know why, but, like, I haven't really seen people clamoring for, hey, let's get the old people back. Like, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. that, that's not what, what uh, people, like, to be honest, I'm not sure what people were excited for when they heard G4s coming back but also like that isn't the thing because if that was a thing it would have been pretty obvious they're like yeah let's go get the old crew back together and let's do this thing but that's not what I that's not the feeling I got when they announced G4 was coming back Yeah, I thought they were going to do something completely new and it turns out no they're not
1: Um. right yeah I don't I'm very curious to see how this turns out it's something that I'm sure I'll turn on once and be like, oh yeah, that's, yep, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. And that exists for method. someone. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's the news. That's yeah. That's all we got this week. And um, I guess, I guess, we got. I mean, we could tell the people. Both of us have downloaded the first Divinity Original Sin I mean we, mm-hmm. we've just coincidentally both downloaded it uh, I mean yeah, it's it's there it's all, it's on both of our video game playing devices it is and yeah. uh, well to be honest we're probably not going to go back to Wasteland if we're going to play that Divinity yeah uh, I'm down with that I mean, closing thoughts on uh, Wasteland. Uh, I think it's neat. I think it deserves to exist, but it's not a great co-op experience.
1: No, I think that's the bummer about it. I, I could maybe see myself sometime going back to it um, as a single-player experience, but as a co-op game, it is half-baked. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, we're we're gonna go play that uh, first. Divinity Original Sin, so uh, you can look forward to us talking about that. Uh, hopefully, by the time we're done with
1: that, maybe...
0: When's Baldur's Gate 3 coming out?
1: <laughs> I think we just said 2021, but I feel like it'll be later in, in the year.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe this is... a. Maybe this is a great time to play that first Divinity. Yeah,
1: because it seemed like Baldur's Gate has some cool things about it when it launched in early access, but it was kind of rough. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they... And I just saw, like, it's a great thing
0: that we didn't start it because uh, their latest patch made old saves incompatible. Yeah. And they, like... uh, Apparently they have, like, a beta branch that'll let you play on the old patch. Uh, So, like, we could have continued that way but like that's
1: not ideal Um, yeah plus i i just don't want to get invested in something like that when it's not done yeah
0: you don't want to hit a point where
1: we literally cannot play any further
0: exactly exactly um but yeah we're we're looking forward to baldur's gate 3 so we're going to go back and play another one of larian's games
1: yeah (laughs) yes
0: but yeah, uh, that, should be, that should be fun. Uh, we're going to go and uh, leave this podcast for, for, for now and maybe do that, maybe do some other things. Who knows? We're definitely going to be watching some racing on Sunday, though. Yes, Who do you think? absolutely. Who do
1: you think is going to win?
0: I didn't even look at the grid.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, there were some, during the duels, there were some cars and, that seemed pretty good, like Denny Hamlin seemed really strong. Um, William Byron Seemed really strong But Mm. he wrecked Um, Oh look Our our high school
0: uh, Our high school classmate Alex Bowman
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes He Yeah He was on the pole But was having some issues With his car During the race So I don't know if They had to do stuff And he's not going to be On the pole anymore I haven't heard But um, Bubble
0: Bubble Wallace And his new team
1: up, yeah, up there. dude, he he was great during that dual race, and several times went from the back of the pack all the way to the front, and mm. and nearly won as well. Was coming off the last corner and had the lead, and um, just got passed basically. So I I don't know his his car seems really good. Yeah, you know what? Michael I... Jordan's down there, so
0: <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I uh, I I could put some money into this make it yeah oh god i you know that's one thing i really don't like about sports anymore is like the advertising for sports gambling while the sport is on like i know Ugh, it's just awful yeah i don't like it either yeah. uh all right yeah. well on that note let's uh let's close this out here uh, as always if you need to ask us a question give us a comment or feedback you can do that a few ways one way is via email at playstation at gmail.com or via twitter at PSReportPodcast. podcast you could also give us ratings and reviews and please do share us with your friends uh you can find me at the arctic sloth you can find tyler and his youtube channel at plugged on vids and until next week be good to each other play your video games and boogity 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 baby